0: Hey everybody, welcome to the 111th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi, and before we get started, just a quick reminder to check us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord and LiveCast. So the first band we're going to talk about is Meth, and Meth are a noise rock quintet from Chicago, Illinois, although they're a bit difficult to classify now, especially just deep into their discography. And they just dropped their second full-length album, Shame, on February 2nd via Prosthetic Records. I, I was a really big fan of this project from its inception with The Children Are Watching when it was just a one-person project. Um, and I Love You, the, the, both of those EPs were quite good. Mother of Red Light we covered uh, in 2019, made my best of list. I can't remember if it made yours or not.
1: I bet you it did. I think we were both pretty big fans. I mean, we booked Meth for uh, uh Mathcore Index that Fest that year in Oakland, so...
0: Precisely, yeah. And uh, for those who aren't familiar, Meth started out as a solo project, as I just mentioned, of Seb Alvarez, who's been in in, uh, many, many bands over the years, including Cadence Fox, Tweak, and Carnivores at Grace. (laughs) Examining that in retrospect is kind of funny because being in a band called Tweak and then going to a band called Meth is almost too on the nose. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, although it was a bit initially more focused on shorter mathcore type sequences, the following releases after the children are watching had a full lineup recruited, so in- including guitarists uh, Zach Ferrar and drummer Andrew Smith, who are that's the core lineup and, now. And basically.
1: when that early meth uh, was was sounding uh, sweet uh, out there, I remember we also really enjoyed Blacknail, which is Andrew's uh, project.
0: You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, Andrew is also in Black Nail, which is an equally great band in a similar style.
1: I would love Nail;
0: It was super good. It, it, so that, yeah, with this new lineup, we saw a bit of a stylistic shift with a lot more in, uh, emphasis on menacing atmosphere, electronics, and more noise rock repetition as well. Tracks like Inbred especially really kind of... I think drove that home.
1: It is very dark. Uh, I at numerous times feel like the, with the vocal stylings, I feel like I'm being yelled at, like through different areas uh, in one room. You know that they're coming from the left, coming from the right, coming from behind me, and stuff. It's just so haunting. This album is uh, it's a. It's it's it really separates itself from like the earlier meth, I feel.
0: Yeah, it's it's a big. It's an outlier in their discography from my perspective. It's, even after Mother of Red Light, I mean, there are some similarities, obviously, but. I could tell right away from that first single that they were leaning more into the style, again, of inbred, which saw them utilizing a lot more repetition and a bit of a more of like a noise rock framing. So yeah, Shame, I feel like they've not only upped the noise rock, they've upped the dissonance, almost in a way that is like dis death or black metal.
1: Absolutely. A little shoegazy at times.
0: Yeah. Like on tracks such as Compulsion, with that sickly descending progression over those pulsing guitars, it's just a really great example of how... The drums can also change up the feel of an entire song as well.
1: The compulsion actually reminds me of a lot of, you know, meth's earlier stuff, kind of like a little more towards Mother of Red Light and everything. Mm. Uh, now I do want to touch on uh, the first track, which is Doubt. Holy fucking shit! Um, that just busts out the door. And speaking of repetition, that that from Andrew, it's just—he's a goddamn machine. What is every time I listen to that, I just think about poor Andrew just having to continuously have that same count the whole fucking time, and how monotonous that must be.
0: The, the amount of endurance you must have to like do those parts is insane.
1: It's such a dynamic track to just bust out, uh you know, with this, starting that, and so it was really nice to hear Compulsion kind of bringing it back to uh, a little more. The earlier stuff. Uh, Give In, uh, the last track, just fucking, it just subdues the whole album. Not not, not uh, at the end. Given is a halfway through. And I feel it's like it's a that's, nice switch up. It's, for a, sure. it's a breather, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And not even like a, a filler track. It just uh, kind of gets you a second, you know? It,
0: there's a lot more restraints on fill in for, um, is that what it's called? Given, Give in. In. excuse me. Yeah. There's far less guitars and more emphasis on like the drum patterns. And yeah, the, the hi hat work with like the single tom hits are just. Yeah, very, very haunting for sure.
1: A lot of this album is just haunting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they really just beat you into the dust with a rhythm, though. Like, the first two tracks, I think, laid that out pretty clearly. Doubt and Compulsion are fundamentally just like one steady kind of throbbing beat for their entire duration. Mm -hmm. They almost beat you down with a rhythm until it just loses all meaning entirely. (laughs)
1: Yep. If this this is great I really uh, this, this definitely went on my uh on my possibles for best of already so
0: yeah it's I was on the fence about it when I first listened to it, but with subsequent listens, I've started to like it more and more for sure for me, blush is where the album actually starts to sort of pick up a little bit more like dynamically because there's a lot more switch ups and forward motion in that track versus the first two tracks yeah, which again, I feel like are a bit more like in the noise rock framing. With blush, you start getting more of like the dissonant death metal stuff, kind of starting to come through. I, actually, I really hesitate to even use the term death metal because it's really not. The vocals don't, you know, give that at all. But um, no. it's undeniably kind of that gore gutsy sort of or portal flavor. Even
1: oh, absolutely. You, uh, the, I, I definitely hear that gore guts kind of side there.
0: Yeah, the wonkiness, the the off the wall qualities of it also really remind me of imperial triumphant too mm-hmm.
1: the the blasting from andrew really kind of brings that in
0: yeah the closer blackmail was also really quite good too though it really threw me up threw me off rather though with like the the up-tempo kick starts it's like boom 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 and you think you're about to get a fucking sasscore part and then the it's, song's over almost basically
1: it <laughs> like an 80s rock thing i kind of felt like too like a yeah i don't know it was, it was a little build up there
0: Yeah, this was quite good, though. Overall, I I think that the production and the performances on this album are really solid. The songwriting can definitely be really entrancing or even mesmerizing at times, even if I do feel like I get lost in how long-winded this material is versus Mother of Red Light, especially by comparison to the very earliest stuff. It's just like... It's a completely different animal now. Yep. Yeah, blush, cruelty, shame... Blackmail were all like the biggest highlights for me. I was really on a toss-up between Blush and Cruelty as my favorite tracks, though. Really?
1: Yep. Um, I, I'm I'm a doubt and blackmail uh, kind of guy myself. Okay. I
0: feel like we should give him Cruelty. It's a bit more concise and to the point. Blush is like, I think, five minutes long, whereas Cruelty is like four and something.
1: Let's do Cruelty. Um, I got to tell you, I know Christian was a little on the fence on this, but I got to give this a solid eight.
0: Yeah, I...
1: Oh, I see your notes right there. Brandon, tell <laughs> They're
0: getting a seven. Yep, seven out of ten for me. Which is for sure. I think yeah, this yeah.
1: Is, I mean, that's that's modest. You know, um, it's. Uh, I once again, I just want to say this overall. Meth. Uh, this is very dark, very dynamic, and if you got to give it a full listen, whoever out there, just at least give it one full listen.
0: I, I think also you should be catching them on tour to see this stuff performed live because Meth really does shine in the live arena. Like they put on such a goddamn. Good show. At generally, Ma-
1: good lighting, you know. Right, Sebs all over the fucking place. Generally,
0: they're set from Mathcore Index Fest 2019. Is like one of my favorite things to go back and watch. I'm really like happy with the editing that went into that as well. Yep, I put a lot, too much time editing that into. <laughs> some, how some would say how, too much. How much mid? You know, it's kind of like mid quality overall, but um, because I was just doing what I could with some really really dark footage, but I, I did my best to imitate the red hues from the um.
1: It captured the essence of that music album video. at that time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The music video had the same like red filter. Anyway. Compulsion? No, no, no. no. We should give them Cruelty. Cruelty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to play Cruelty, which is track five from Shame, which is Meth's, Meth's new full-length album. Their second full-length album, Shame, that came out on February 2nd via Prosthetic Records. Here we go. Alright, right, so that was Cruelty, which is track five from Shame, which is meth's new full-length album that came out February 2nd via Prosthetic Records. So next, we're going to talk about Utopia. And Utopia are a mathcore quintet from the UK. And they just dropped their second full-length album, Shame, on February 2nd. You
1: heard it right. Yes, you are
0: not (laughs) mishearing that. There are two bands in our orbit who dropped an album with the same name on the same day, but we'll do our best to move past it. Mm-hmm. So we covered this band's debut, Stalker, back in 2019. And although I felt like it was maybe lacking something in terms of being memorable, this album feels like a much more earnest attempt in bringing some like hooky moments, you know?
1: This is a proggy, grindy kind of a band going on here.
0: Very proggy, very like jazz fusion. There's moments that just fly out of nowhere that sound like an Alan Holdsworth solo, for example, or um, some just very like cynic-y kind of moments, I guess is probably a little bit more Mm -hmm. accurate. Yet their sound really just has a progressive metal approach within a mathcore framing, but also very occasionally jazzy too. At their best, they sound a lot like jazz-infused tech metal a la Into the Moat, or do Escape Plan is actually a very apt comparison. I don't use that comparison lightly, by the way. Yeah, uh, but
1: I, I totally agree with you. It's uh, They have a little bit of a, on this album, it's a little bit of a darker tone at, at points, too.
0: Yeah, that I, I would agree with that overall. I, to their benefit, I think, too. Uh, although we don't have Lee Fisher and Billy Reimer this time around. Nope. We do have Jay Walsh, though, who produced this album uh, from the looks of it and fucking brings it super hard in every track as well.
1: Uh, lyrical lyrical content, uh, a lot of it I, I find very meaningful. A little bit of abstract at times, but you know uh, it's uh, it's great.
0: Yeah, I think the band is rather abstract. There's very few repeating parts, although there are more repeating parts on this album, which I think has made it just a much more enjoyable listen. And I'm not usually a I mean, coming from the mathcore guy, I know that sounds strange, but if it's a good part, you maybe shouldn't just like throw it away so quickly every single time. I don't know. You can create more of a memorable moment by either repeating or just, I don't know. A good riff is a good riff. A good riff is a good riff. There might be quite a bit of Journal on that note, too, with um, those sort of like progressive elements that sort of come in super strongly. That being said, the instrumentation feels a lot more fleshed out this time as well. They added some synths and some strings that I think really add a lot to the atmosphere and the transitional moments, especially in Wither Away and Laughing. Breaks up the middle of that track quite nicely. Fucking good music video for that song, by the way. Did yes, you watch thank that? you for
1: sending that to me. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that that music video sort of maybe uh, you know grew my appreciation for this band a bit more too.
1: Shout out to people still making music videos. It's just great. I love that. That's that I love that. That's that that never died with like. MTV and VH1 and shit like that. I just love that it's still like it's a, a part to like promote yourself out there. So
0: And furthermore, I think that the performance video itself is like superior th- to the narrative driven music video. If there's not at least some performance footage like spliced in with the narrative driven video, it's like what are you doing? Unless you're a really, really big band, I, I think it's a bit um what's sort of looking for here? Uh, unwise to do like try to like be artsy with it you know you should just show the people your faces because they're that's what they want to see
1: give me a band in a dark room or an empty factory of some sort sign me up we love I'm it good to go yep. yeah my uh i gotta say my favorite tracks uh waking visions and uh the never argue with an idiot uh i've just found that title and the song to be just
0: fucking awesome i have to agree with you there never argue with an idiot is one of the better cuts for sure very math core very math core indeed and i think you know keeping it really concise was to that that tracks benefit. I think that there's a lot more conciseness about this music now than there was previously. They really like get to the, the parts that you want to hear a bit quicker. I mean this in the nicest way, but this kind of music epitomizes why people might hate, you know, tech metal or math core. Yeah. It's, it's really like busy and previously just like way too noodly.
1: I just, once again, we can go back to the keyword proggy.
0: Yeah. And from there, <laughs> you
1: just let your mind wander with that. And you can listen to it. you be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's a lot less noodly this time around, though, again, because there's just there's so many more identifiable hooks or catches. I almost feel like they could have ended this album with the gift of failure too, because the last few moments with just the guitars going feel so climactic, you know? Benad, banner banner Once good riff's a good riff. Yeah. But to be fair, the closing track, Moving Towards the Sun, is fucking great, though. Those eighty mm-hmm. those eighty synths. 80 sci-fi synth is what I would describe that as. It's great to
1: close it out. Uh, that would have been my like top. That that would have been my three on my top three favorite tracks for sure.
0: I've probably said this on this podcast a couple times, but there's this movie called Planet of the Dinosaurs that was released in nineteen seventy-seven, and it just has this impeccable, spooky synth-driven modular synth-driven score. And uh, the the final track of this album was sort of giving that, you know, the very arpeggio-driven. Sort of movements of it.
1: Yeah, put that on the background next time. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is overall so much better. This is loads better than Stalker, actually. Uh, in my opinion, the, the songwriting is is way better. Um, tracks like "Wither Away" and "Laughing," uh, like, like you were saying, "Never Argue with an Idiot." There's just so many more exciting parts per song now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I personally I think we should give them "Wither Away" and "Laughing" though. After watching the music video. Especially if you go and watch the music video of this, I think it'll, you know, I think it'll hook you if you're a tech metal fan or math core fan. Boom. So I'd give Utopia a seven out of 10 for this one.
1: Seven for sure.
0: So we're going to play Wither Away and Laughing, which is track seven from Utopia's new album, Shame. And that came out on February 2nd. Here we go. All right, so that was Wither Away and Laughing, which is track seven from Utopia's second full-length album, Shame. And that came out on February 2nd. So next, we're going to talk about Knoll. And Knoll are a death-grind quintet from Tennessee. And they just dropped their third full-length album, As Spoken, on January 26th. We covered the band back in 2022 when they released their second album, Mid-Empiric. Which I enjoyed quite a bit,
1: oh my God, it was so fucking good uh we we had a lot of uh, full of hell comparisons uh with the the amazing fuck it was relentless. they had some sacks going on in there, and uh they do continue on in this album with the same fucking just nasty death grind,
0: yeah, you know honestly, the full of hell comparison is not shouldn't be a slight because. Full of Hell isn't fucking is an incredible band. The the, the <laughs> like, thing is the thing is
1: the the Full of Hell, the two things just is relentless, just dark grind, and then it's those vocals just like how and the, the, the vocalist of Noel has that same just throat same contan- kind of rotation. Just like yeah. and just non stop vicious. I absolutely love it.
0: I think that they'll eventually beat the the Full of Hell allegations well, too. This album does see them setting themselves apart quite a bit, especially in terms of technical ability, like for me, they pull off stuff that Full of Hell just seems like they can't really. You know what I'm saying?
1: They're 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 they are entering into like more like I'm, they, this this one specifically uh, dragged into sunlight was another band that kind of li- really reminded me of them. Uh, this is
0: more blackened for sure, exactly more bleak, yes, more doomy even at times. I think as well. I'm not like really a, a purveyor of doom, but
1: this uh, I, I might have said this about Noel before, but I do want to kind of compare them to Black Dahlia uh, in the fact where whenever I would. A new Black Dahlia album comes out I, It's consistent in a good way Like I know that I'm going to get I'm going to get what I get out of a right. Black Dahlia I mean the the concept might change a little bit uh, Album to album But I know exactly what I'm listening to Some solid fucking death metal With you a know? bit of
0: death grind yep. Furthermore With a bit of No I mean like um, de- with, with Black Dahlia yeah. It's like oh, I, wanna, yeah, right, I right. want solid yeah, fucking yeah.
1: death metal That's exactly what Even like Cannibal Corpse right. I, It's like I go to them Because I know 16 exactly 16 albums deep They
0: do the same the, I mean, the, Same quality basically I
1: mean yeah that. There's like the, the certain equation to them You know but anyways I
0: just I just want to say that, uh, Every era has a very uniform yeah, quality. I'll say that.
1: I've really, I've been, I'm really happy to see that Noel kind of pumped out another just consistent uh, death grind record, you and
0: know? consistent with also the. Left field instrumentation on every album as well. This time there's a big emphasis on trumpet as well.
1: Ooh, at the tail end of this is, yeah, absolutely, dude.
0: Especially on Fettered Oath, it's it's not like an afterthought at all. It's, it's kind of nuts to see the trumpet like doubling up on some of the yep. guitar riffs that are like very technical too. Yeah,
1: it's just not in the background,
0: you know? No, no. It's not like a noise or it, it's, again, not like a improvisational thing really at all. What else? The closer this album is a bit on the noise rock side with the repetition it is. as well. It is. I never thought I would see so much intersection between what bands like Meth and Knoll are doing.
1: Yep. Yep. I I, uh, I want to say even just the opener, As Spoken, just comes out the Nasty. fucking gates. You know exactly what you're going to get here. Fucking and, disgusting. Yeah.
0: That's one of the best showings on this album for yep. sure. Probably my favorite track as well. Um. Although I did like Revile in Light quite a bit too. Bit of a multi-phase track there. The, it starts off really grindy, and then all of a sudden you're hit with the trumpet. Which I think it's the first time in the album you really—that's
1: when you start hearing it. Yeah. Right,
0: right, right. It really comes in super strong, and everything just goes super cold and blackened with the instrumentation after that point mm-hmm. too.
1: Truly, my favorite track. I know it's kind of uh, a little bit of a cheating thing, but uh, As Spoken was one of my favorite tracks. It just once again, it just had it, it had my attention, and it's goddamn it's a ripper.
0: Yeah, same as I already mentioned, "Revile and Light" and "Fettered Oath" too. Track eight, "Portrait," was pretty good as well. I thought. It's another like nasty, kind of like grindy track, but I think we should give them Fettered Oath, though. That's a, a more concise track. The trumpet's really strong on it. Or As Spoken, I could go for that too.
1: No, let's give them some trumpet.
0: Because, like, As Spoken is a great track, but it's a bit more long winded as well.
1: Yeah, but let's get some trumpet in there for sure.
0: Cool. So, if I had to give this one a rating out of 10, I would give it a seven. Eight for me. A lot of sevens on this episode for me. Yep. So, we're going to play for you Fettered Oath, which is track 11 or track 10 from. As Spoken, which is Noel's new album that came out on January 26th. Here we go. All right, so that was Fettered Oath, which is track 10 from As Spoken, which is Noel's new album that came out on January 26th. So next, we're going to talk about X-Everything. And X-Everything are a math corps quintet from Oakland, California, or quartet actually, featuring members of Kowloon Walled City and early graves, less art and more. Again, so fucking delighted to read that sentence out loud. And even and
1: then less art has members of Curl Up and Die. Yeah. I just I have to say that. I, I, yeah. Yeah.
0: Good call. Yeah. Definitely worth noting for this podcast, for sure. But yeah, again, just so happy to have another mathcore band popping up in Cali. And again, more so that they're from my area. And they just dropped their debut full-length album, Slow Change Will Pull Us Apart, on November 10th via Neurot Recordings, the title of which I am almost certain is a reference to The Breakfast Club. A film that is really special to me. John Hughes. <laughs> yeah, I love John Hughes. But yeah, going back a bit for this one, but...
1: I was going to say, I swear to God, this is the last 2023 release we're going to talk about, okay? I don't know so, about that! Oh, bitch. All right, fine, right, fine, fine. I know. Uh, There's a couple other ones God, that the our Patreon is, supporters The, voted the, the on. thing. The thing is, like... I I I I did this whole like I reviewed this this band and the, on the album and then I looked at the bottom and I saw 2020. I was like god damn
0: it. <laughs> but hey, that is what it is. There's a lot of music out there. I thought that it was really quality, so you know, I thought it was warranted that we have especially since there wasn't like a lot of stuff dropping pertinent to our interests that we could like fit into this episode or the next one so
1: maybe this is also proving our point that stop releasing things towards the end of the year because it just gets rolled over and then you're not gonna be the best of 2024 you were already in the past you know you know
0: here we are talking about this album too late but oh well they just have this swagger about what they do that is so distinct from to bands from california i think it's like hearing stuff like botch but through a fresh lens that is like less reliant on really heavy distortion and more like an overdriven clean sound. I got this heavy
1: rock and rolly kind of vibe that a too. la
0: Sunfloor. Thank you for saying that. I have to agree wholeheartedly. That also, definitely... with like,
1: also with the raspy kind of style vocal it reminds me of Jeff. Jeff, 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 <laughs> Jeff.
0: <laughs> Let's not make this about Jeff. But yeah, um, this was really good though. This was fucking excellent actually. This, the more I listened to this, the more it grew on me. It also reminded me quite a bit of Seizures. Remember Seizures from Absolutely. SoCal? Kind of like the surfiness of the guitars, I guess. It's a He's playing some kind of Fender. I think it's a Jaguar, maybe. I don't know. Or Jazzmaster, perhaps. But yeah, loving the production touches on songs like Feral City with those Deftone, like, like, whispering Goddamn parts. right, yep. And also, like, the 808 pings that are hitting so subtly in the chorus. At least I think that's what I'm hearing. You know what I'm talking about? There's, like, a little ping, like, in the middle oh. of uh
1: mm. I have to go back. I don't think so. Yeah, Feral
0: City. Feral City is a bit of a stylistic outlier on this album. That being said, there's a lot of attention to album flow, I think. There's a good variety of songs. Like, the first song is definitely a bit more, like, on the aggressive side and... and the more angular, I guess, but
1: the, the the pace of this is a little more middle of the road where we have we, we're covering quite a few it's not blistering rippers, yeah. I mean, with like this, this, specifically this this episode, we have a lot of like blasting right through the tracks, you know. This one, just chilling, they're
0: cruising, you know, yeah. Like I said, there's not heavy distortion, the vox aren't especially raw, it's not like super quote unquote like heavy and like the um. The contemporary sense that it's is not
1: proggy all over the place non-stop you know like
0: it's more like post yeah it's more like they describe themselves as post mathcore even i think so that kind of honestly checks out a little bit post hardcore would also be appropriate too
1: i feel like the roster of this also makes sense in the sound you know like early graves less art and stuff they're already kind of on this like middle pace kind of less art specifically
0: very very much so I think that like collectively, this is the best project that any of these members have been involved in. Though personally, this is—I think this is really excellent. The, the opening track is really strong. Um, man, just looking at the track listing, I like almost every one of these songs a great deal. Exiting the Vampire Castle, the pause halfway through that track, and then the rhythm resuming is just so goddamn hard. Yep, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like it yep. kind of just stops and then, boom, hits you again. That's actually, arguably, a very heavy moment for this record. There's even a, a breakdown on detonation in the public sphere. Notice From, that? I, I think that's the track I'm thinking of.
1: The, uh, even the opener, the reduction of human life to economic units, I really good. enjoyed. I think that's actually my favorite uh, of, the, of the tracks.
0: That's what we're going give to our, give our listeners for sure. There's riffs for days on that one. I did also like slow cancellation of the future too, though. And as I mentioned already, Feral City is a nice stylistic outlier. Yeah, also great music video for detonation in the public sphere. I'd recommend you go watch that as well, and I'll try to put it in the uh, the YouTube format of this podcast as well. Thanks. Okay, so if I had to give this a rating, I'd give it a seven out of ten. Seven for sure. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give it an eight because after subsequent listens, I did like it quite is a is bit. Is what more. we're gonna do today? No, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just woke up just choosing fucking war. All right? No, I uh, chose no, violence. I, no, it's, uh, it's all good, dude. I, I I just I think um uh. I'm comparing it to the rest of these. I, it was just a little middle pace for me. That's why I do a seven, but uh, a great track listing. You know, I'm giving
0: listen. it an A because of the idiosyncrasies. I just feel like this is really a unique listen. There's not many bands that sound like this. They're not like trying to sound like any specific influence. Oh, I feel, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it does give a little bit of botch and a little bit of converge in some places, but overall, I feel like they are really setting themselves apart. This is really, really good shit. Like top, top notch. Agreed. So we're going to play for you the reduction of Human Life to an Economic Unit, which is track one from Slow Change Will Pull Us Apart. And that's X Everything's new album that came out on November 10th via Neurot Recordings. Here we go. Alright, so that was The Reduction of Human Life to an Economic Unit, which is track one from X Everything's new album, Slow Change, Will Pull Us Apart, and that came out on November 10th via Neurot Recordings. So next, we're going to talk about Leech Fetish. And Leech Fetish are a three-piece Mathcore outfit from Wichita, Kansas. And they just dropped their debut full-length album, Safe Word, on December 29th. (laughs) doing it to you again going back to another 2023 but again just quality as hell so we had to get it on here and people voted on it too so again that's a perk of being a patreon supporter is you can help us decide what bands we discuss
1: i feel like they give a uh like more of like an experimental grind kind of vibe uh very, that too very a la 31g at times thank you, you know? for
0: saying it so i didn't have to this yep. this band's like exudes 31g type mm-hmm. vibes for sure one interesting aspect of their instrumentation I want to talk about just right up front is the fact that the guitarist plays a tenor guitar. I've never encountered that
1: yeah, four string in the wild like at
0: all. I didn't realize tenor guitars were a thing. Yeah, it's like a yeah four-string guitar versus the normal six for those who are not savvy.
1: And then what is the tinier one that Jack plays in?
0: He just has a very small-scale guitar. Small
1: scales, okay, okay.
0: It's a, He has a microtonal and Microtonal,
1: then, that was the word I'm looking for. Yeah,
0: so that has to do with the, uh, the distance between the frets and everything. But yeah, they, Not only that, but they also utilize a lot of effects to sort of compensate for that lack of additional players or just like sonic space. And those effects really do kind of fill out the sound very, very nicely. And it, it gives an undeniably locust kind of feel.
1: I love the short, the shorter kind of length of these tracks. Um, uh, it, it's nice. the 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 equipment they use, it's not too much uh, to fill in the the void of having that four string. You know, mm. overall, just a fucking great experimental grind going on here. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: It's great. Yep, this um, is super super good.
1: They got some. They got some tapes for sale. Go support them. You know.
0: Yeah, this is a bit on the short side, and. I, I almost feel it's like a bit of an EP kind of conceptually, oh, for sure. But I mean, it's it's a bit of a I, I don't know. They're putting it under like an album sort of framing. It seems. I did enjoy this quite a bit, though. I, I don't have like the most detailed notes about the release, is, admittedly. This, but
1: this is this, this. I mean, we talked quite a bit more about Noel than I thought we were. We were, but um, this this is just um, it is what it is, kind of thing. You know, we have these bands that it's just you know, it's just a really solid uh, grind, and it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I give it a 7 out of 10.
1: Oh, I got to give it an 8. I really enjoyed this. Get, but that, as soon as it reminded me of The Locust, you're going to be an 8 to me. So,
0: Talk about some highlights. Well Water, I thought, was really quite good. I think that's like probably the the strongest track overall. But Drinking the Soap is really memorable with the way those guitar parts play out. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I like that title, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, Mind Grain as well. Loving the the break in the middle of that track. So we're going to play for you Well Water, which is track three from Safe Word. And that's that's Leech Fetish's new album that came out on December 29th. Here we go. All right, so that was Well Water, which is track three from Leech Fetish's new album, Safe Word, and that came out back in December. So last, we're going to talk about Deep Incision. And Deep Incision are a metalcore quartet from Texas, and they just dropped their new EP Sorry for the Wait on January 6th. And I've been watching this band for the last few years, eagerly awaiting more music. So okay. I'm assuming that that's the wait in question for which they're, they're apologizing, because it's been like three years. It's like two tracks,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is two tracks. Bastards. But both tracks fucking bang super hard. Um, man, they, they, they did not disappoint, in my opinion.
1: Oh, no. Uh, Rob Blind came out fucking swinging. I really, really enjoyed the two tracks. This is some feedback-laden hardcore. It is awesome.
0: It's really, really good. This is like on a, the same level as bands like Chamber, From Joy... That kind of same. Texas is just pumping out so many good bands, too. Just Ballista, God Awful Truth, Mothman. I go on and on.
1: Mm-hmm. The, I mean, what I want in a perfect world is these individuals to pump out some sort of ep i'm not asking for a, a full length you know that's a lot but some kind of ep where i can put this on my list so we can do a best of of this because i it can't doesn't it's two tracks i'm not really going to call this like a best of ep kind of thing you know but god damn if this like was four or five tracks i'm pretty sure it would be on my best of list already you know um i really really um, I enjoy think this. it's
0: justifiable to make it on your your list
1: don't all. you tell me don't you tell me i live my life all right Hey all how about right. this? no, no tell, no cause we want more music yeah, well,
0: good point <laughs> we do, yeah, two tracks was simply not enough. I think that's the the main issue here is they didn't bring enough material, but it is it is really, really good.
1: I mean, I know it's kind of weird to uh to end uh this episode with this kind of thing, just like with um our our last uh band, but it's kind of it is what it is, short and sweet, it's just some fucking great music, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's two tracks. What can you say? It's good. It's mm-hmm. it's solid. Fucking mathy metalcore, chaotic metalcore, if you will. I would give it a seven out of ten for sure.
1: Oh boy, I'm, I'm 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 an eight here. I really enjoyed it. I I want more, so eight.
0: Only deducting points because it's not enough material. Had this been like maybe one or two more tracks, I think it would have maybe grown on me. But. You've been penalized. <laughs> but solid. I mean, this is this is excellent. Are really good, quite good. Let's say honestly, <laughs> dial it back yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well,
1: can we? I mean, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna pick a track? Oh, yeah, Rob feel, Blind is. Yeah, the one. that's the one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the the better track of the two. So we're gonna play Rob Blind, which is track one from Sorry for the Wait, which is Deep Incisions' new EP that came out on January sixth. Here we go. So that was Robbed Blind, which is track one from Deep Incision's new EP, Sorry for the Wait. And that came out on January 6th. So last, we're going to give you some news, a little newsy poozy. So most excitingly, got to get this one right out of the way, Coalesce have announced their reunion at Furnace Fest. They'll be performing October 4th through 6th at Furnace Fest. So... You fucking asked for it. You got it. They're back.
1: Hopefully they come in just as strong as Botch did.
0: I they haven't announced a full tour behind this and the the flyer does say the end of an era marking, you know, this will be the one and only time they reunite, I guess, presumably. But I'm hoping that they do like they receive such a good, you know, such a good reception that they decide to do a tour behind it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense to not do the tour, I don't know. Hopefully they do. So I'm really excited for that. I mean, I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of Coalesce, admittedly, like, growing up, but in, in, like, retrospect, when I became more of, like, you know, when I was sort of, like, digging deeper into the genre, I really mm-hmm. like, grew up with a pretty big appreciation for them, like, in the early aughts. But certainly was not cool enough to know about them in, like, 1997, for example. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. wow! I'm stoked. So, uh, what else? Friends Fest 2024 just got announced. This is a Screamo fans wet dream. Boy, Sesha, is it. Holy shit. Sasha are back. Jerome's dream. Blind Girls from Australia again. I can't believe they came out to the U.S. so much. Uh, Juliet, awake but still in bed. Let's see. What else? Uh, glassing. So many good bands. I'm kind of shocked that they used Crows on this flyer and then didn't have... S- Senza playing. Hmm. That's weird. Maybe Senza had other It's a Screamo
1: thing. I mean, Screamo Index also has a bird.
0: It is what it is. Well, yeah, I was just taking a cue from friggin' from Senza. Huh? <laughs> but also, bird scream. I oh, think, yeah, it's, it's appropriate. I think that was sort of... yeah. It, that's Everyone can infer that. Here's another great reunion. Uh, from a second story, Window have just reunited and dropped a new single. I think what we maybe actually announced their reunion. They were playing shows or whatever. But now they've released their first new single in almost 16 years called So We Say All. And it's really good. It, it picks up right at where like, Conversations and Delinda yeah, left off. Yeah. I definitely thought it was not,
1: good. It's definitely not going to be. A, I tried Voodoo once. so
0: I, you know, I'm with you. I definitely like that first EP. I discovered them in 2005 on MySpace when they dropped that.
1: It's just they, they they've changed so much but I just I you know just a little joke there you know you're obviously getting the, the older version of uh from Second Story so
0: Yeah Challenge of Carrying was my profile song forever so I'm with you but this is good like I also really enjoyed Delinda in Conversations conversely so Delinda
1: was great yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm really excited Let's see here Weston and Super have announced a new album. It's coming out in April, I believe, and they've dropped a couple new banger-ass singer- singles for it. One's got Chad Capper, and the other one's got the dude from Blindfolded and Lead to the Woods, and they both bang really, really hard. Let's see. What else here? There's not even like really news, but delighted to find out that there's like really, really young people getting into this genre. There's, there's this band called Holy Roller from Manitoba, and the drummer of the band, the drummer vocalist of the band, is twelve years old.
1: Awesome, love that shit.
0: And performing their parts super competently, like it's like good, arguably. So very very promising. Cool to see that happen for uh, you know young people in the scene. All ages mathcore, they call themselves. And the person, uh, the drummer vocalist instructor is Wyatt from uh, Hopscotch Battlestars. Oh, so. shout out Wyatt! <laughs> what yeah. up? Giving some good uh, tutelage there.
1: You got a little See you Next Tuesday
0: action too, right? Oh yeah, See You Next Tuesday. Just We're probably not going to cover this because it's a remix album, but they just dropped Relapses, which is a, a really sick collection of re-edits and uh, a couple new songs with some sick guest appearances, including the Sawtooth Grin, Frontier, and Zombie Shark, and many, many more.
1: They really are using every part of the animal on that fucking release, aren't they?
0: <laughs> Dude, reimagined quite well. I'm not like the biggest fan of remix EPs or albums in general, but I thought it was quite good. Zombie Shark just dropped a new album, their best to date. I think we'll be talking about that in a coming podcast. Yep. Standards dropping a couple new singles. Really liking this new standard stuff. I think the direction is way more invigorated and it has my attention. Yeah, it's like it's reminding me of the same energy as like the first two EPs. Yep. I mean, there are some like really heavy glitch elements that I I feel like are a bit too telegraphed. All of like Polyphia, for example, but. They're executed so well within the song that you really just cannot be mad about that you know, popping out here and there. Heavy Heavy Lolo, we're in the studio right now with Sam Pura. So we're hopefully gonna get a new album from them, maybe, Tight. I would say probably next year. I
1: think that's about it, right?
0: I got one more thing, St. Vitus got shut down indefinitely. I'm not really sure what the, the issue is, but they a host of, um, quote-unquote, violations against them, and they got shut down in the middle of a hardcore show the other night, so it's not looking good.
1: Oh, no. And that was uh, where we had a Math Corndex uh, Fest 1.
0: We so. had our very first annual fest there in 2018, so yeah, it's sort of really, really sad to see that happen. It's not a good sign to see all of our favorite venues closing down nationwide.
1: It's by far one of my favorite venues that I've been to.
0: It was great. I kind of don't like the whole, like... Restrooms being in the middle, sort of partitioning the bar from the floor itself, but it was a good place to see a show. Yeah. And let, let's be real; like we, Live Nation does not need more control or more, um, you know, bigger shares of any particular market right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's close this. You're gassy. Yeah,
0: I know. So I guess that about wraps it up. I've been bourbon this entire episode. I guess that about wraps it up for the 111th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian.
1: And I'm your co-host, Levi.
0: And we'll be back again in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful.